Did you, as a boy, have a model train at all? Yeah. Uh, in fact, it was uh, even better. Uh, I, for my birthday, suddenly there was a present. It was enormous. It was my grandfather. And I think also with the help of my father, they built a whole landscape. Enormous. And they put it in in the bedroom of my parents. In my in my memory, it was unbelievable. There were houses, there were trees, there were mountains. It was the dream, the dream cadeau that that you could think of. So I played with this uh, for a long, long time. My first train at Ford was a big train, Spur Null. I think I got a Märklin locomotive and some Fleischmann uh, carriages. And when I was seven or eight, I, I got an um, electric train. The first train was one you had to wind up. And then I, I sold the, the, whole, the whole set when I was 13, 14 years old. With the proceeds, I bought an electric guitar. Dial <laughs> Nitz. <laughs> a podcast about the Dutch band Nitz. A celebration of five decades of sophisticated music from the Netherlands. Your host, Erik Vakon. Two lovers set out on a journey by Greyhound Bus to discover America and themselves. A Paul Simon song from 1967. In Europe... We travel by train, the Trans-Europe Express. L'Etoile du Nord, the North Star, takes us from Amsterdam to Paris via Brussels. A couple of books along for the ride, our faces reflected in the window panes, deep in thoughts about ourselves. We move from language to language, move through different colors and cultures, until we end up in Paris with its bistros and brasseries. Dark wood paneling, smoke hangs heavy in the curtains, the clinking of glasses, voices speaking. An accordion starts up a tune, a chanson that sounds both old, timeless, and brand new. Adieu, sweet Banov. Adieu, sweet Banov. Hello, Europe. A good motto for the band. For the next album, they go to Visselord, the big studio, with a big-name producer, Jab Egamond, of Golden Earring and Stars on 45 fame. The big time is waiting, so it seems. Rob Klute, Robert Jan Stips and Henk Hofstede. This was meant to be the total breakthrough uh, yeah, for, the, for, for the... With a real producer. Yeah, with a real, real producer and the whole production. And it was about time that we were bigger than before. Uh, one of the things also that Michiel was disturbed by. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That... that Expectation. Yeah, uh, there were so many expectations, and of course, Adieu, in that view, it was a little bit disappointing because it didn't have the Dutch Mountain single on it. Uh, it had a wonderful Adieu Sweet Bala, which was also a, a single, uh, but it didn't have the uh, yeah follow up. Uh, yeah, the follow. Uh, <laughs> that's what I what I feel. I think. Uh, and I when make one step back before we did Banov, there was Omsk. Yeah. So and Omsk was in fact much more an album 
which had room for experimenting, which we did because a lot of the songs we prepared at, at the Werf True. and later yeah, on yeah. recorded in, in a, let's say, a real studio, but always under our own control. And then we went to Bahnhof, which was then more with the producer. And I think it sort of, in, in, in retrospect, sort of scared us that this was not the sort of process we really wanted. Yeah, it, it was interesting. It was absolutely. Because uh, yeah. I remember when we did the first recordings with Jaap. Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. they, they were wonderful. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and okay, we, we, yeah. we agreed to, to the whole process. Yeah. But, but then when we really started recording, like there was not a desk. And, and he had to get used to the desk. And so the, his whole, his power was gone. Yeah, yeah that the, fir the first session uh, we did yeah. with a lot of songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And it sounded wonderful, the, 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 the mixes already. Yeah. yeah. And then we went uh, on tour, we went to Switzerland uh, also. With, yeah. And we listened to it in the car, and we uh, there was Infant King already, yeah. and uh, things like this. And, and, and it was wow, yeah. that's, that's a yeah. great sound. And when we came back and, and picked it up again, uh, then, of course, the, the technical things were different. Yeah. It was difficult. It was cooler. It was, yeah, uh, that's very cool. Yeah, yeah and, and, and that, was, that was a struggle. Well, it's a, this is what, um, what maybe people who have listened to you for a long time always suspected, that whenever you get into that situation, you think, oh, you look in there, they're in a big studio, there's a producer. It never felt really right, in a way. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. but of course, we... Uh, the intention was not to work with the producer. Uh, uh, we, of course, we work with Jaap Egermond, and he is a producer, but he was also the owner of the studio and, and, and a wonderful engineer. Yeah, yeah. And so, in fact, we were the producers, and he, he was the engineer. But, of course, our engineer, yeah, our engineer had, had a different idea. Yeah. It was already <laughs> Kate Bush. Kate Bush said. <laughs> and, uh, he, he, he was very, very open. Yeah, very, and, and he, he, he was curious. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah. Why, how, how we did things. Because yeah. yeah. uh, it was completely new to him as well. So, so that, that could, could have been uh, working out yeah. okay. but Could have worked, but didn't, depending on the expectations one had. The album that was meant to be a breakthrough didn't contain any hits. But there were two songs that bookend the album and remain fan favorites to this day. Two songs with a similar theme. People on a train ride thinking about life, about themselves. Infant King by Michiel Peters and Adios Ibanov by Henk Hofstede. As a band, we really traveled a lot with, uh, with the train. But already in the beginning, in 73, when I was... Uh, going to England with Michiel for holiday. Uh, we, were, we were sometimes in trains, and especially old trains. Michiel liked the, in Wales, the old, old steam trains. and uh, So I remember that, uh, traveling uh, through England that way. And later, during a tour in France, we took the train uh, instead of driving. And that was wonderful because at that same time, the DGV started, the fast train, the orange train. And uh, so we were waiting for the train in Lyon and at all kinds of stations. And Michiel was 
very excited about it. And everybody was because it's brand new modern train that, that was going very fast. Well, the thing is that uh, it's also pretty unusual for a pop band to be touring by train. Yes, but I think it also happened in in England. I think the Stiff Tour was probably done by train with uh, all the Stiff artists like Dick Lowe and, uh, well, uh, Dave Edmonds probably and, and the whole bunch. And then in the United States you had many artists going by train and all famous artists uh, being in the train and, and, and traveling from town to town and then spending their time in the train making music. and So, yeah, it, it, it's, I, th I think it's wonderful. 1977, Trans-Europa Express, uh, a record that was important as well. 1984, yeah. Adios Bahnhof. Always the same idea. Also, also this train that you're mentioning, Amsterdam, Brussels, Paris is a Trans-Europa Express. Yeah, it is. Uh, of course, it not, it's not the official Trans-Europa Express, but, uh, but for us, for, for especially at that time, uh, because we were going to Paris so often for interviews and for TV concerts and, and programs, then we always took the train. That was easy, and we didn't have to use uh, our equipment They only bring a guitar or uh, or rent something, so that was the the moment I I also started writing uh, Adios with Banov and the connection to the hotel, uh, the Hotel Angleterre. Uh, I I wanted to write about that hotel that where we stayed so many times, mm. a cheap hotel from my student days where we stayed for in Paris for a couple of uh, francs more or less horrible rooms <laughs> but but the atmosphere was 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 great funny thing is that Michiel and you would write two songs with the same setting. Both those figures in the train um, start asking themselves questions about life and yeah. who am I. Yeah, but that, that's often connected to a train ride. Even the short ones. When I take the train to Utrecht or to, uh, uh, to Rotterdam, it's, it's almost a moment of thinking. Except when the train is too, too crowded or there's too much noise and But normally when, it, when it's kind of quiet, it's a wonderful place to... Uh, I always take, take a book with me, but seldom uh, are, are reading. And I, I end up thinking and also, in my case, writing. I, I find solutions by being in the train and I, I have to solve lyrics or, let's say, or design things about uh, video clips, about the covers, about uh, the decor. A train ride is uh, 
is to really help him. And I, sometimes I did it on purpose. To take a longer train to Maastricht or uh, to Groningen uh, in Holland. Those are the places that's, that's furthest away from Amsterdam. Just to be in the train for, for a long time. I like it and I use it. I know that this song is one of your favorites. Yes, it it it, it still it still is. I don't know exactly the moment when it was written. It was written at home. Uh, it started off with a, a small demo on my synthesizer on my Roland Jupiter, and uh, and then I already brought it to the band like da 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 da. So it, it was, the waltz was already in it, but then it had to be a, another part, uh, a kind of yeah, refrain. Uh, we, couldn't, we couldn't find it, and I went home, and I remember that I, I went down to the suture, to the piano, and then I found it, the switch, the, going from A minor to uh, C minor, and it was... Adieu, adieu, sweet. It was there in one split second. <laughs> My train of thoughts. And the next day I brought it to the bear. And, uh, and it fitted so well that that was it. Adieu, adieu, sweet bottle. My train of thoughts is leaving. The song was not, not, not a real commercial success. Later on, it, it became uh, a favorite. It became also an audience favorite. Uh, it, it, it became a kind of hit. And, 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 the, and the live version ended in the charts somewhere. But it was never like, like in Dutch Mountains. Uh, ik ben Michiel Peters, lid van de NITS v- vanaf het begin in 74 tot de zomer van 1985. Two songs on, on an album that I think are the most important songs on the album. And your song is Infant King. Did you imagine a, a special train ride from somewhere? <laughs> no. Uh, I've made many train rides and I had a a very memorable one from uh, Genève to uh, Bourges. We played on the Printemps de Bourges and that was a very nice train ride. Uh, I don't think that has influenced uh, the the idea for the Infant King song. I don't know what made me uh, write this rather personal song. Wheels of steel go rumbling through the night. Away, away, they seem to say. It's as if this person was fleeing from something. Oh, not really. It's more the impression that I got from night rides on the train. Uh, 
once uh, my wife and I went by train from München to Berlin. It was a night train. It was very, very uh, strong impression. Uh, the train that rumbles through the night, passing sleeping stations with no one on the platforms. And then in the early morning light, you, you get nearer and nearer to uh, Berlin. Somehow the, these images stick. Just like uh, Bild am Sonntag is an image of a, a day trip to East Berlin when the wall was still standing. We made a, a, a tram ride. Uh, we picked just uh, at random uh, one of the many uh, tram lines in Eastern Berlin to the outskirts of the city. That made a uh, very strong impression. Uh, these deserted DDR streets, uh, no neon signs or hardly any, no cars, hardly any, uh, a stray Wartburg and, and a stray Trabant, and, and that sticks. Well, the, the imagery is, is, is important, so this is the backdrop, and then this person in the song starts thinking about his life. Or it's a bit, uh, it's reflection in the window pane, and uh, two eyes, two ears. <laughs> Two years, <laughs> uncertain smile. That's a, a bit, a bit of how I think of myself. No, not, not very certain of the things I do and don't. That makes it quite a personal song. And when I first presented it to the others, uh, Hank was really impressed, and he said, "We, we got to be uh, careful with this song uh, because it has quality and." Uh, I've also heard the story of the Nitz touring by train. Oh yes, it was very, very nice. Uh, we had a few, a few um, dates in France, from north to south, Angoulême, Toulouse, I think Paris, and a few more. And then uh, we did it by train. It was, was not very uh, expensive. It was lovely. At the same time, this is not what a pop or rock and roll band does normally. Tour by no, train. No, 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 no. But in the years before that, we traveled uh, through Germany extensively in, in, the, in the summer of 81, I think. We traveled from Hof, near the Czechoslovakian border, to Hamburg and uh, endless uh, car rides and... Uh, so this was very pleasant to do it by train. And I have good remembrances of uh, Toulouse and Angoulême. I would never have gotten there if it wasn't for, for the Nits. Up-to-date people in Britain travel by train, and up-to-date people who visit Britain go with them. British Rail is the first choice in Britain for people on the move. You'll find it's no effort. Yes, swift, safe and comfortable, like sitting in your own home. No, better. A reserved seat? Much, much later, uh, temperature. I started collecting trains again, but not to make a, a model uh, uh, layout but I put them in showcases at the wall. I still have many of them and uh, lots of English trains. I, li I like the British uh, outline, but also Italian, which I quite like with those 
typically Italian, those lovely colors they choose, that, that two-tone brown and uh, olive green, they were and still are masters at that kind of thing. Do you have a favorite locomotive? Mm. Maybe my favorite is um, uh, Mallard of the LNER, the London and Northeastern. You know, actually, that's the steam locomotive that holds the world speed record for steam locomotives. I think it's 226 kilometers. Uh, that was stunning in 19... I think it was 1938 or so. So the, the English and the British were very proud. And I, I prefer the... The British outline with the clean boilers uh, to the French and German look, which is, uh, which are fine engines, very fine. Let's get back to uh, to Infant King for a second. You made a solo album later on with help of the Nits. Yeah, lovely album, by the way. Very personal. I have a feeling. Yeah, but done very hastily. The Nits were very busy at the moment, so if I would have gotten more time, it could have been more polished. But I, I had great help from, from Robert Jan and Rob and Henk. And, uh, so part of the album actually are live recordings, more or less. Uh, they were done all at the same time, uh, the vocals and the instruments.
Why did you Why did you choose to redo it? Was it because it was such an important song, or did you Were you not satisfied the first time around? Uh, yeah, I, I thought I, I could improve on the arrangement, and uh, it's a bit different, I think, in the middle. Uh, but when I think of it now, it, it I, I could have um, embellished it even more. But maybe maybe not everyone will agree. It's. Uh, It's always an afterthought. Oh, I could have done this, or could have I could have added brass or or a synthesizer or anything. So you thought you could improve upon it, but also it's also a question of being an important song, right? Naturally, if it weren't such an important song, you think, well, is it worth the, the effort? Yeah, to- that's true. Yeah, it, it, the song means quite a lot to me and. Uh, But I must admit, I have I haven't heard it in ages, and I should listen to it. But I'm I'm rather pleased with the way it is now. Is it fair to say that the Infant King is you? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, in in for for quite a, for quite a lot, it's me. Yes, I surrender. <laughs> At the time, you said that you were disillusioned with the fact that you have a life and you have a profession, you are playing music, and somebody else determines whether that's good or not. Oh, that's true, that's true. And, yeah, I wasn't, at that time, I wasn't too happy with that life. And, uh, I thought I'd try something different. I think there was a song along the way, mm-hmm. but so also rather personal. It reflects a bit of my disillusionment with the whole pop scene and how it, how things went with the Adieu album and the singles that were drawn from it that got hardly any attention. I think great songs like Mask and. In, in my opinion, these should have been uh, successes. And then Adieu's song itself. The innocence me, the innocence me had is gone. The innocence me left and stops along the way. I can't. 
When Michiel Peters leaves the band in summer of 1985, there is one characteristic of the Nitz sound that is lost forever. The harmony singing of Michiel and Henk Hofstede. As in this live version of Mask, a song from the Adiosi Bahnhof album. Cover up the ugly faces Cover up the tears and the smiles and the things we have Under a mask Feeling it is. Oh, what a feeling it is to 